When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is SEN's NBL Show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Qualls turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey, pulls up from the foul line, nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome to the NBL Show on SENQ. I'm your host, Braden the Hoff Hesselhurst. And of course, this show is brought to you by Karina Lee's Club. Well, we're finally here. The final round of the NBL regular season for season 23 24, and we'll finally find out this weekend which teams make up the top six and which teams will have their seasons cut short. We already have one Queensland team out of contention to play in the postseason with the Cairns Taipans, but the Bullets are well and truly, truly alive. As far as meaningful games go, it doesn't get any more important than tomorrow's clash with the New Zealand Breakers in New Zealand. Not just for this season, but for the history of the Brisbane Bullets. They've been perennial underperformers since their return to the NBL. They've only made the playoffs once and have been filled with teams lacking toughness and heart during that time and teams full of controversy as well, mainly last season where they had three coaching changes. But now is really the time for coach Justin Schuller and captain Nathan Sobey to change that perception around for this franchise. They've changed the culture and they've taken a team most expected to sit towards the bottom of the ladder to be on the brink of playoffs. And I think it's a really important weekend for the Bullets to make sure they get in that top six. So just because of the public perception now, we all know they've made steps forward this year, but I think it's really important for the wider Brisbane basketball community and Bullets fans for this team to make the playoffs because I'm worried about if they don't, they might get tagged with the same old Bullets lines. But we know it's not the same old Bullets and they can change that this weekend. And to talk to us about it, we have got defensive... uh, Superstar Sam McDaniel, who's joined the Bullets after spending time with coach Justin Schuller at Melbourne United. He then went on to the Tasmania Jack Jumpers and has been a superstar for the Brisbane Bullets this season, has helped them get into uh, finals contention. Sam, welcome to the NBL show. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, mate, this weekend, a, a huge weekend for the team, uh, having a, a really good season, but really important, obviously, to try and make the postseason. That's the goal of every team to do that and you control your own destiny if you win in New Zealand you can get in there what's the mood amongst the group heading into this uh, all-important game in New Zealand yeah the mood's great I think Justin is and all the coaches really have done a great job of just um keeping us focused on the task at hand like we've we've been taking it one at a time obviously and and like you said put ourselves in a position now to go ahead and make the the postseason so all for on that we've had a couple of good practices this week and excited to get to traveling tomorrow what would it mean for for the group to get to the postseason i know you've got goals beyond that once you make the postseason but i've spoken a bit about it that the franchise hasn't been in the greatest space of since basically they returned to the league but this group and justin has really turned it around what would it mean for this group to to reach that goal of getting to the postseason yeah, it would mean a lot, obviously. I think um, from my point at least, the the main change has been a, a culture thing. 
Um, and obviously, I think that takes time to breed into a club and to have the opportunity to um, reap the rewards from that after just one season, I think is a great thing. And um, yeah, everyone's super excited about um, just winning in general uh, around the club. There seems to be a buzz around the, around the, the front office and the, the guys and, and the fans and things like that. So um, just excitement, man. It would be, be awesome. What, what's the focus going into New Zealand? Because you had a pretty important game against the Illawarra Hawks a couple of weeks ago. And I felt watching that, that the usual hustle and, and energy from you guys wasn't quite there to start the game. I know you didn't have a great fourth quarter, but starting that game, I don't think it was sort of what you guys are known for. And then in Adel- uh, against Adelaide, really turned that around with not only the defensive end, but the offensive end with with, with Sobes obviously having a great game. What, what's the focus going into this game against New Zealand? It's like hustling and, and playing defense and being connected and, and talking and, and all those things. So uh, we've obviously put Illawarra behind us. We were disappointed with how we, we played in that one, but... I think in the Adelaide games, uh, game, sorry, we, we took steps to, you know, the team that we want to be and, and how we want to finish out the season, the do regular you, season. Do you take any confidence away from the fact that you, you could beat them or you did beat them down there uh, early on in the season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it feels like a long time ago that that happened, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, um, you know, going, going back over to Zealand, they'll be, they'll be passionate. They'll be loud. Um, they're in a, obviously an important stage in their season as well, trying to make the trying to make the six as well. So we know it'll be an intense game. No, it won't be easy, um, but I think that's been kind of also the message this week is to just um, not get too high, not get too low, and just um, put our best put best foot forward to winning. So as I mentioned against Adelaide in particular, um, really sort of led the way on the offensive end to start that game. Um, what, what does it do for you guys when he comes out in that attack mode? Because when he gets going, he's as hard to stop as any player in the competition. Absolutely. He's very talented, obviously, and he's had some huge scoring games for us uh, this year and obviously led us uh, in scoring and, and done a great job at doing that. And, yeah, it just opens up everything for everyone else. You know, it, it gets other guys going with open shots or – cuts or you know he's really good at finding the big man and yeah he's obviously a huge focal point for the other team defensively and so everyone feeds off of that um from game to game but you know one of the the other things i've just really been impressed with is his leadership um as of late i I feel like you know obviously i've only known him for one season but i feel like his growth in that area has been a big reason why we've been able to pick up some wins along the way as well so um We'll obviously be looking forward to him, you know, scoring the ball well, but also just just taking on that that leadership role as well in New Zealand. You're known for your defensive ability. Um, what was it like coming into a team that hasn't been known for that in the past? Your focus coming coming to Brisbane, and then a second question on top of that: going into tomorrow night, you face some pretty tough uh, offensive players to try and limit as well. In you know Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, Will McDowell, White. Anthony Lamb's out, but they got talent across the board. What, what's the focus defensively tomorrow night? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, the coaches do a really good job of, of scouting the other team and, and putting myself and everyone else into, you know, great positions and, and to, to know what we're doing on, on their plays and on different coverages and all those type of things. So, um, you know, credit to the coaches for putting us in the best position, but yeah, it's just just mainly an effort thing. I think I think when all all five guys on the court are locked in and 
and giving extra effort and talking and rotating and, and doing all the things that we we know we do well when we're playing great defense. Um, it makes you know my job easier, the big man's job easier, uh, and we're just a better defensive unit overall. Give us an insight into the mindset of uh, you and Mitch Norton. When, when you guys start together, it looks like you guys really sort of want to sort of set the trend on the defensive end and really get after the opposition guards and everything. Do you guys talk about a focus going into a game or do you guys speak about that sort of stuff? What, what, what's the mindset of, of you guys going into those type of matchups? Yeah, I think we're always um, we're always focused on obviously the other team's uh, better guards. The guys will be will be defending. Uh, we have great conversation throughout the week, not only myself and, and uh, Mitch, but also, you know, Sobes and Ty and the other guys around defensive coverages. And, you know, it's not specific to just the start of the game. Obviously, we want to come out and have a great start. But um, I think it's more important just staying the course of the plan over the whole game, if that makes sense. Like, it's all good and well to have a good start, but um, this league is too good and, and teams make runs and it's how well you can adjust on the fly and, weather those runs um, and make adjustments on the fly. As I mentioned, you're known for your defensive ability, but a lot of people have commented on the fact that you've been able to contribute a fair bit offensively this year as well. Where have you seen your game uh, grow in that area and, and how important do you think it is um, for you to contribute on that end for the, for the team's success? Yeah, I just kind of been taking what the defense gives me and, and taking the shots, which I know the team are comfortable and happy for me to take as well. Um, but you know, on a bit of a deeper level than that, I've just really worked on, um, believing in myself and, and trusting the work and, you know, getting over some mental hurdles, which maybe I had in the past, um, and allowing myself just to be free out there and, and enjoy, um, you know, scoring the ball as much as I enjoy, um, trying to limit guys from scoring. And then, you know, on the other side, you know, Justin's just been so good at, you know, empowering not only myself, but the whole team. Um, he does a great job of just, you know, letting guys be themselves, um, letting guys be aggressive when it's, when it's their turn to take the shots. And um, yeah, I think I've definitely seen benefit from that as well. Well, mate, a, a really important game for you guys tomorrow night uh, against the New Zealand breakers, but congrats on, on an awesome season so far. Hopefully it continues. And, and thanks for joining us on the NBL show. Absolutely, mate. Thanks for that. No worries. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Sam. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobey with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome back to the NBL show on SENQ. Thanks to Karina Lee's Club and what a great chat with Bullets guard Sam McDaniel. Uh, again, a guy who's been sensational in helping turn the, the culture of the Bullets around and really give them a chance of playing postseason this year. Before we get into the situations that lie ahead in the last round of the regular season, I wanted to give a bit of a shout out to two superstars of the NBL who have announced their retirement over the past week. And we'll start across the ditch in New Zealand with New Zealand Breakers legend and Tall Blacks legend Tom Abercrombie deciding to, to hang up the boots after 425 games in the NBL. He was a part of that New Zealand Breakers dynasty under Andre Lamanis, and then an extra one under coach Dean Vickerman. He's won four championships and along the way won a grand final MVP as well. On top of that, he's been a superstar for the New Zealand national team across many tournaments and will really go down to me as one of the greats of the NBL. Yes, 
in, in recent years, he hasn't been the superstar that he was when he started out in the NBL, but he's one of the great club men of the league and, and has really been a, a key factor in that New Zealand breakers becoming one of the powerhouses of the NBL. Next, we'll go to Australian Brad Newley, who might get the chance to finish his career with a championship being down at Melbourne United. But what a sensational career he's had. 20 seasons in his professional career. He started out at the Townsville Crocodiles, where he was a rookie of the year under coach Ian Stacker. He's played almost 800 games across Australia and Europe. He's a two-time Olympian, played at three World Cups. He was, of course, drafted in the NBA by the Houston Rockets and just a trailblazer for Australian basketballers who wanted to make that jump to play in the European leagues. Uh, he was a two-time All-Star in Europe as well. And I've had a lot to do with Brad Newley across the years as well. And just one of the true great guys, uh, great guys of the NBL. So shout out to these those two who decided to hang up the boots and hopefully they get to finish their career the way they deserve in the postseason. And now it is time for Brayden's Top Dogs. Yeah, our top dog this week goes to none other than Brisbane Bullets guard Nathan Sobey. Now, he was criticised a lot after that loss to the Illawarra Hawks being passive or what people perceived as passive. They didn't really look at the coverages that the Illawarra Hawks defence have executed really well, not only against Nathan Sobey, but against Bryce Cotton as well. But he answered back in style with a career-high 37 points against the Adelaide 36ers to lead him to a a much-needed victory because if they lost that game, their season would have been done. But 37 points. But more importantly, he set the tone from the beginning. He came out aggressive, attacking the basket. For some reason, the Adelaide 36ers decided to put youngster Nick Marshall on Nathan Sober to start that game. And he just got to the rim at will. They left him open in transition from the three-point line. He hit the three at 75%, which is better than he's done all year because only shooting just above 20%. But... He absolutely led the way for the Brisbane Bullets. And to me, he gets a lot of criticism, but that's a part of Nathan Sobey's game that has really grown this year under coach Justin Schuller. He knows how to respond to adversity going to the previous week against the Illawarra Hawks and answer in style. And if the Brisbane Bullets are going to beat New Zealand and make the postseason, they really need Nathan Sobey to set uh, the standard and, and set the um the standard offensively from the start, really come out in attack mode and put New Zealand under pressure. If he can do that, it'll go a long way for the Bullets to get that win over the Breakers. And who's on the radar this week? On who's on the radar this week, we're going to a team that aren't in the playoff picture. But I'm interested to see the way they finish off this week. They play Melbourne United, a team they've beaten several times this year. But I'm going to the Cairns Taipans. They were already out of the postseason picture. But their loss against the Perth Wildcats on the weekend was nothing short of utterly disappointing. And to have a a loss like that with one of your imports in Tajir McCall only playing eight minutes... A guy who's been a star in this league, there's obviously some problems within the Cairns Taipans camp. And it's un- it's something unexpected that it's between Adam Ford 
and Tajir McCall, considering they've known, been known for having such a great relationship. Adam Ford even gives Tajir McCall the reins in the uh, preseason blitz and lets him coach the team. But it looks like a lot of players are disinterested. Body language is terrible. Effort wasn't there. And they got absolutely blown out in that last quarter against Perth Wildcats. So I'm really interested to see the way they finish out the season and whether that shows us where the wholesale changes are needed for coach Adam Ford and the Cairns Taipans going into next season's competition because it wasn't a great look in Perth on the weekend. To finish, we'll go through the games for the last round of the regular season. It starts in Illawarra with the Hawks taking on the Perth Wildcats. Of course, the New Zealand Breakers hosting the Brisbane Bullets. We then go to Cairns, where Cairns Taipans host Melbourne United. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix host the struggling Sydney Kings. Tasmania host the Perth Wildcats. And then Melbourne United versus Illawarra on Sunday, with Melbourne probably resting a lot of players, considering they've already got top spot uh, all sealed up. And then Adelaide hosting the New Zealand Breakers in the last game of the season. So a big last round. And hopefully we get another Bullets home game so we can broadcast that for you. But thanks for all the listeners here on SENQ and the NBL show. And hopefully we'll see you next week.